0: From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 581. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Enigma Stationery. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad.
1: Hey, Mike. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are
1: you? I am good. I am back from the Orlando Pen Show. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm recovered, and uh, I'm I'm ready to talk about it today.
0: I'm very excited to hear all about it, but Mm -hmm. I'm also very excited to hear about the update to the St. Jude raffle.
1: Yeah, buddy. So we had update number two this week. So we'll have a couple of links in the show notes for what I'm doing to help raise money for St. Jude this month. And uh, Mike will go into all of that while we're doing this. And my part is to run a raffle where I've collected a bunch of pins, a bunch of stationary items, and you donate and you get put in the raffle and we draw uh, some winners for pens. So we have the original post up there with all of the items available. But whenever I get new items in, I'll I'll put like a post up a week if you know if warranted. Like if we have new stuff uh, in, and boy, do we have new stuff in this week! So we have two Canalea pens joining. The uh, raffle this year. So we have the Aeolani fountain pen, the beautiful purple and blue swirl fountain pen, and one of the newer pens, the Kilauea Kai fountain pen. Uh, have both joined the St. Jude raffle. So if you've already uh, participated, you know, and and donated and sent your receipts, you're in for all these these new things. This is one big raffle pool. No matter when you when you donate, when you send me receipt this month, um, within you know the 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 raffle open. Uh, all, all of the products go into one big pool. You don't have to keep entering. I mean, well, you're what welcome I will to say, continue. Bro. What I will say <laughs> is, if
0: during these updates you're like, oh man, I would love one of those beautiful Canalea pens, and you've yeah. already donated, maybe if you want it that bad, donate again, and then you have an even <laughs> higher chance of winning something. Uh, That's and I exactly am happy right. to report that I have moved my uh, Kileo Kai <laughs> to the the pen uh Pew. safe pen storage Pew. here on the recording desk from um, last time, so don't worry, It's all taken care of that.
1: Was a moment. That was a moment, and I, I am gonna have to like rein myself in from that because my moment is coming, Mike. Oh, your yeah, Judgment Day is getting closer <laughs> and judgment closer to you, my friend. It's coming. I can bear like I literally, my laptop is squeezed in with my microphone and Good. squeezed in between my notepad and squeezed in between my pens. It's a hot mess. So you're yeah. gonna, I, I am going to uh, refrain <laughs> from any further 90% commentary. We're at
0: to our goal right now. It, when we meet exactly. the goal. <laughs> the Brad Dowdy, it was a desk tour brad's version it's that's, that's yeah, gonna yeah. it's gonna drop and i can't wait uh, for it because be I gonna... might dedicate an entire episode to roasting you <laughs> we'll that's true out. we could do we'll that. find out we could do
1: that go frame by frame mm-hmm. um also new this week in the saint Jude raffle uh, enigma stationery has donated several items number one being the special edition number seven pdx pin that they did for the pacific Northwest uh, pen show the beautiful um, it, to represent like Portland's flag is a beautiful blue and green and yellow um, swirl pen that they have um, they have this was they donated one of these last year it turned out to be uh, a very popular item because people were talking about it they're 31 day ink sample stands so mm-hmm. if you're familiar with ink samples uh, which if you follow along the, the pen addict, you you definitely are, given my um, recent dalliance into making samples. This is a stand where you can hold 31 inks if you want to do like a month, month worth of inks, which right now a lot of people are doing uh, a September project, so 30 inks in 30 days. So. This is a cool way to uh, store and access your uh, ink samples. And then also a $50 gift card. So um, these are all new items this week. They have their own individual post up on the blog, and then I've added them into the one main post. So you can click either post, find out all the ways you can enter. And I really, really appreciate everyone who has... Donated, who has joined the raffle, all the vendors and retailers who have uh, provided goods to help us raise money, and it's going uh, very, very well so far. So thank you to everybody involved.
0: Uh, So I'm going to remind everybody again why they should be donating. So throughout the entire month of September, which is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, we come together as a community to raise money and awareness Uh, of Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and we're raising money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Uh, When we started the campaign this year, we've raised $2.2 million uh, as a community, and we're aiming to surpass $2.5 million this year, and we are 90% towards that goal. As I'm recording right now, we've raised $264,000 for the kids of St. Jude, and we want to keep it going because St. Jude will not stop their life-saving work until no child dies from cancer. With your support we will be one step closer to that day, one cure closer, one child closer. More than 400,000 children worldwide develop cancer every year, and nearly half of them are never even diagnosed. In the United States, more than four out of five children survive cancer, but in many developing countries, this statistic is horrifically reversed, with fewer than one out of five children diagnosed with cancer. Uh, that they live. It's a horrific thing. The most significant predictor of whether a child will survive cancer is therefore where the child lives, and that is an unacceptable outcome which is why, in 2018, St. Jude became the first and only World Health Organization collaborating center for childhood cancer. The goal of this initiative is to raise the survival rate of six common childhood cancers to 60% by 2030. This is a huge job, and it is an example of the global reach of St. Jude. They are based in Memphis, Tennessee, where I'm going to be by the end of this week, Um, but they are a global they, they share their, their research, they share their what they know, what they've learned with everybody. In 2021, St. Jude and the WHO launched, launched the global platform for access to child cancer medicines. It aims to provide free chemotherapy medicines in the next few years to as many as 120,000 children around the world with cancer. St. Jude is now in the pilot phase of that initiative. In April this year, they met with representatives from the program's first few countries to figure out all the logistical details of how this process will work to get medicines from ports of entry to hospitals. This is the work of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Mm. It is an incredible place that does incredible things. They are focused on one thing, and it is to make sure that no child dies from cancer. And how on earth can you argue with that message they are a place deserving of your donations and they need donations to continue the incredible generosity of our community over the last five years has raised millions of dollars and we are asking for your support once again for the life-saving mission of saint jude donors who make an individual gift of sixty dollars or more receive a digital bundle of wallpapers and screensavers if you donate a hundred dollars or more you can get a pack of stickers when you make your donation Please click the blue Search Employer button on the donation summary page because your employer may offer a matching gift program. You can also sign up to fundraise yourself. You can set up a fundraising campaign, it's really easy to do that. And then you are joining with us to raise money for St. Jude. You can put your donation through your fundraising campaign. Then you can also Share this link with your friends, your family, your co-workers, and you're able to expand the amount of money that you're able to help contribute to our campaign. You know, if you get your co-workers to donate an extra $50, that's $50 that St. Jude would not have seen. So you're able to help us expand this message. Go to stjude.org slash relay, where you can donate and find out more about fundraising, including seeing images of the uh, exclusive merchandise that you can earn if you start a fundraising campaign. There's some awesome stuff there. So that is stjude.org slash relay to learn more and donate. St. Jude will not stop until no child dies from cancer. With your support will be one step closer to that day, one cure closer, one child closer. This month and every month, let's cure childhood cancer together. Uh, and there'll be a link in the show notes, which has all of the uh, deets on the the, the, the pandemic raffle as well.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say it's been fun to see uh, a, a bunch of people uh, rolling their own uh, this yes. year. I know we had we had it last year, but it's 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 been fun to watch and, Yeah, it uh, started s- last year. Cool.
0: It was a big success, and mm-hmm. again, it seems to be a very big success so far um, in this year's campaign. And what I really love this year um, compared to last year is there is so much more inventiveness that I'm seeing in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, People are doing some really awesome things. Um, Yeah. This is, if you are a a RelayFM member and you're in the Discord, you should check out the St. Jude channels because people are sharing the stuff that they're doing. It's Mm -hmm. fantastic. I'm having a great time.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. All right. Speaking of good stuff, Mike, what are you using? I f- I figured it uh it's probably a good time to check in, yeah. even though uh I'm just back from a pin show, so I have lots of new stuff to talk about later. Cool. Uh what are you what are you using right now? What uh what are you enjoying?
0: So there's this this thing, this notepad that I use every day. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, it's called mm. the sidekick notepad.
1: Mm. I mean, how is that, Mike? I,
0: I, the thing, this is one of those things, like <laughs> I will always keep talking about this in the same way that I spoke about the panel book forever, right? Like, I loved sure. the panel book, used it every single day for years. Um, but then I wanted things to be slight, I wanted like my own t- twist on it, the things that I wanted form a desk pad product. And so I made the psychic notepad, and that is why I use it constantly every day. I currently have three in active use. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Doing different things, seven
1: different purposes. Yeah, tell me the three purposes.
0: Well, it's okay. I have one on my recording desk, and that is to take notes while I'm recording a show. So it's where I'm taking our edit notes today. Mm -hmm. My other one sits on my... typical work desk because I had like the two mm-hmm. desks that's the one that I did the desk tour video right so the half the okay. that's where I take like meeting notes call notes I have a little idea I write it down like that one is like the true purpose of the product right where, like, yeah, that's your daily driver yeah then I have one on my PC my streaming PC where I'm keeping notes about the things they need to do in Starfield
1: Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. I do I do video game books. Yeah. yeah. Like I totally take notes on like some of the detailed games that we play like you need to keep track of some of the mm-hmm. stuff. So how's that going? Is that going well?
0: I'm having a good time with it if I'm being honest. Yeah.
1: Like you you've already told me I need to get it, so.
0: I I I recommend it. Like it's one of these things where like so I don't know. A lot of people are having a lot of different feelings about um mm-hmm. Starfield, but I'm mm-hmm. having a good time with it. Like it is far from a perfect game, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of weirdness to it. So many loading yeah. screens. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it. So I wasn't asking for the world. I am yeah. feeling the pull of Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. Because I keep hearing like, this yeah, is a real game I, of the, the year contender. And so I'm going to start that soon. Maybe if I okay. start to get the lull a little bit with Starfield, I might boot up Baldur's Gate, but I haven't done it yet.
1: Yeah. So I haven't bought. I, I would have bought Starfield. I have no time <laughs> to play yeah, video games. I also have no time, moment. exactly. Yeah. I would have bought Starfield. I've had a system capable of running it, so my PC can't handle it, and I don't own an Xbox, so I'm out on that for the time being. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, I don't know if I can handle the turn-based gaming. I've never done that before, if your but it system at least looks compelling. If your system can't handle
0: Starfield, your system can't handle Baldur's Gate.
1: Well, Baldur's Gate I can get on the PlayStation, so.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway.
1: Hi, this is, uh, uh oh, man, I forgot the name of your video game podcast. Remastered. Remaster. Hi, this is Remaster. Uh what else? What are you what are you writing with?
0: Um in honor of one of our sponsors at this week's episode, uh I'm using the Enigma special edition pen um from Enigma Stationery. It's like the blue and like the blue swelly one with the uh Heinz blue nib. Um, mm-hmm. it's a really cool pairing. Yep. So I'm using that today.
1: Um You set me up here uh, because I didn't know what you were going to put in here. I didn't know Enigma was sponsoring. And that pen is a candidate for my pen of the year. It's one of my favorite pens I've uh, acquired this year. I don't do like an official pen of the year. But a few years ago, I know. A few years ago, I bought a pen, um, the... Edison Newark Newark Orion Nebula from Goldspot and I enjoyed it so much and liked it so much I I named it my pin of the year um and I I didn't continue that that contest on but uh this enigma is one that I, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy. it's really at the top of my my personal list and that is mm. that is not an ad even though uh they are sponsoring yeah, us Yeah we'll later. get to that
0: later on but that's mm-hmm. so, that's not the product we're talking about in the ad yep, today yep. but they, I will send it for free um so yes, I will yes, just yeah, state yeah. that. Uh, you know, you've <clears> got <throat> to get your uh what is it, like your uh uh disclosures. Disclosures, uh, yeah. Uh, you really, really should do a pen of the year. That should be something that I you should. Can bring back. I, I think that is such a good idea. And you could even do it in categories, like you could do a job pen right. of the year, fountain pen of the year. I right, really right. think that that is a good idea. You should put that on your content calendar.
1: Well, I should do it so because I need to start in January and keep some official tracking. So that's only a few months away. So I could definitely work on that for like yeah. 2024. I kind really of like think lead into a it idea for you. Yeah, yeah. I th- I should. I I like that kind of stuff. It's uh-huh. always it's always fun to do, and it's like super personal type of thing, right? Like I don't I don't do like very general things. You know, like what would be what was like the popular like the most popular selling pen this year. Like that doesn't interest no, me. I want to well, know what it's I not got. What you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know what I had the most enjoyment with this year. So, um, I well, have. I mean, a way that you could do
0: that is like you could, like, to help you, you could apply the PAR to things like the pandemic rains, right? And that could be a way yeah. for you to keep track of that throughout
1: the year. True. I could just Even do if it. If kind you of kept separately. it to yourself. Right, right, right. Just because I would have to keep a current release kind of calendar ish type of thing. So as as I acquire things. But so, like, what I currently have, the pen attic rating is a backwards looking uh, system, and I could morph it into a forward looking uh, type of system for yeah. like a pen of the year type of thing. Good stuff. I like this. I like this. We should have more uh, content discussions. uh, Anytime. And and hold me. Like last last week, I said I'm going to do a video of my desk. And like this week, I'm committing to doing pin of the year for 2024. So (laughs) 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 this this podcast isn't really going well for me, Mike, is what I'm saying. I'm still content, baby. Content is king, you know? (laughs) Content is king. All right. So I'm using... A couple of new pens I inked up in the last uh, two weeks or so that I'm really, really enjoying. They are they have been long-time top-tier pens in my collection of fountain pens, number one, and I've talked about it a million times on the show, the Kasama Una in Ultum. Um, it's just the coolest pen, and I wanted to ink it up to bring to the Orlando Pen Show because... I I like to show off some of these weird pens that not everyone has access to. And that's always a great one to bring for other people to see, because I've talked about it so much and you can see them on Instagram and they're so unique looking. So I, I have that in use and every time I ink it up, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is the ticket right here. So it has a uh, fine steel nib with a nib grinder blade nib grind. That's Mark Bacchus's kind of Naganata togi shape. And it's a very kind of a, kind of a sharpie, sharp edge uh, blade looking tip, uh, as the, the name indicates, which I enjoy writing with because it's still fine. And I inked that up with Ackerman number 28, one of the greatest inks of all time. Um, not just great green ink, but one of the great inks of all time. So that's right up there with Pilot Orochizuku Shinkai. That's probably my two most inked uh, inks is uh Shinkai and Ackerman number twenty eight. So I'm getting down to like the bottom quarter of each of those bottles. Oh and Robert Oster fire on fire. Don't wanna wanna give that a shout out. Uh as well. Those are all like quarter bottles left in all those. So we'll have to uh rethink what we're doing here. Uh next up I had San Francisco Pen Show FOMO from all of the Aboya pictures that I was seeing and I bought an Aboya at uh I think it was the show before you came. Uh, in a previous year i bought it. the model is called the hauga it's just basically a long cigar shape pen but it's in a green and black swirled ebonite it has the only bock gold nib that i own and it's a has a fine cursive italic grind on it done by mike masayama it is one of my favorite nibs it is so firm which you don't normally expect from a gold nib but i think it's just a 14k nib um but it is a firm crispy italic that works, uh, really well with this pen. And I have it inked up with Papier Plume, uh, Rebirth, which is a new ink Papier Plume just launched at the DC Pen Show. So this is a very Pen Show, uh, filled pen here. So it's a Pen Show pen and a Pen Show ink. So, um, there was a, and a Pen Show grind from Mike Masayama, uh, as well. So, um, and then the notebook I'm using, I am going to talk about this more in coming weeks. So maybe like by the time you know October rolls around, we'll have a, a notebook discussion. I'm using currently using the Life Noble Book A5. It's kind of my everything notebook. I really, really enjoy it. And I'm not quite using it enough. So I've made the point to pull it forward, if you will, to where it's the accessible always to be used notebook for, uh, everything that I want to do. So like, I'm still like, that's just like my, my journal, my notes, Mm -hmm. my sketches, you know, like I'm still using my plotter. Like I didn't put down like the things I use on the daily, like the plotter and the Hobonichi five year, like all that stuff's still good to go. But, um, those, these are the new things. And then trying to get this notebook more dedicated to the rotation because it's a really good product and something I love very much. So, that's uh, those are the ones that are getting me right now. Uh, I have a third pen that I'm actively using, but we might save that for the Orlando Pen Show recap. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think you're gonna like this pen. I think you're mm. gonna like it. I'm scared. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. All right, should we take our first break. Let's do it. This episode is brought to you by. Enigma Stationery, <laughs> like the, the whole <laughs> preceding beginning of this episode. Yeah. Uh, Enigma stationery they offer unique items made from in-house designs along with top brands and hard-to-find imports. They also have a new exclusive Vinta ink, which is available while supplies last. It's called, oh, boy, Pala... Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going in. I'm going uh-huh. in. Hang on. Pa- pali- I'm pulling it up here.
0: Palizapan. Palizapan. Which is Filipino for Enigma and is a beautiful oh, turquoise nice. ink with blue shimmer. You can get your 30 milliliter bottle for $20. This is a good blue, Brad. I don't know if you've uh, seen it.
1: It looks like their logo color.
0: Yes. This is a very good blue. How would you say this
1: word? Uh, I think you did a good job. I'm not even going to try.
0: Palaizapan? Sure. Yeah?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're all on board with that. Yeah, yeah, Pelizopin. yeah. Palaizapan. Uh, so, what do you think of Vinta inks, Brad? I love Venta inks. I am uh they one of their original inks is called Armada and it is still something I use on the regular. Venta has really good quality, really exceptional like color characteristics, right? Like it's not Venta inks, every Venta ink I've used is not just like a flat color. Like you see okay, you know if this is a turquoise color, there's lots of different shades. Of turquoise it's not like a singular flat shade and you can kind of see this in the the sample um, p- images that they have over on enigma so all the venta inks i've ever experienced have this same type of characteristics they're one of my favorite ink makers going
0: palizapin
1: <laughs> did, did you pull up the the pronunciation guide
0: yeah i did i did i think i did an okay job i just stumbled I on so it too. at first yeah. you know it's hard Words are yeah. hard. You know what I'm saying. Words are hard. I, I mean, love we, the packaging and the like the the stickers <laughs> that go on the pa- the bottles and stuff that show yeah. the ink and the information. Like that just looks very high quality. I, I, I like the look of that a lot.
1: They've done this from the jump, and it's always been one of my favorite things. Just like like aesthetics do matter, right? Like you're not. You know the the bottle in the box like that doesn't really affect the end product, but it makes you feel good about the product that you're getting, and this is event that's something Vinta does very well.
0: While you're picking up your Pen ink, why not check out the limited quantities that I cannot believe are still available of several exclusive pens, including the NavaLure Nautilus Brilliant Bunny, the Studio Neat Mark One Enigma Edition, which straight up I just cannot believe they have any of those left, yeah. or the Special Edition Number Eight Fogged In. Like you gotta go and check these things out. <laughs> uh, like you must go to enigmastationery dot com slash penaddict to get the Palisop pen ink and maybe a limited edition pen while you still can. And if you mm-hmm. use the promo code penaddict check out, you'll receive a free gift and discounted shipping on orders of over forty dollars. Come on, enigmastationary.com dot com slash penaddict with the code penaddict. A thanks to Enigma Stationery for their support of this show and Relay FM.
1: All right, Mike. We're heading into the Orlando segment of the show, and that relates to the shout out of the shout week. Out so, of the week. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. Um, one of the cool things about going to pin shows is you get to meet a lot of people. You see um, sharing things online that you may not have met before, and in this case, in Orlando, I met three people I had not I had not seen their work online, and that they they all do different things online, making videos. Uh, doing journaling on instagram so i wanted to give a shout out to three uh Creators that I met at the Orlando Penn Show. And I apologize if I leave someone off. Like, that is bound to happen. Like, I meet a lot of people. But uh, well, these are people you're I talk to. the Brad Dowdy, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> of course you I meet mean, a lot of people. I mean, come on. Do you know who I am? <laughs> the Brad Dowdy. <laughs> but no, it's always great to make new friends and see all the work that everyone's creating. And I love to share everyone. So, Tori Palumbo from Feed Your Creativity. I'll have links to everyone here in the show notes. I uh, got to meet Tori. Uh, and her husband there. Uh, they were shooting videos. They have a YouTube channel and Instagram. I got to meet Claire Massa from the Ginger Ninja Journals, which I just love saying. That's a, a awesome name. And I got to meet Lori uh, Tata from Time with Tata, who uh, does a lot of journaling on Instagram. So um, I ran into them pretty much all weekend. They were there all weekend. We got to got to chat and, you know, got to take some pictures and I uh, got to enjoy their company, and I really, really appreciate uh, everyone who uh, who shares their work, like on Instagram and YouTube and all that. So please go follow Tori and Claire and Lori, and uh, I apologize if I left someone off. Shoot me an email and yell at me. Say, hey, man, you left me off, and I'll, I'll give you a shout-out, too. So How dare you? There you Say go. that.
0: Say, how dare you?
1: How dare you, Brad? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the show, Mike. I came home Sunday. So this was a, the Orlando, just in general, if you haven't listened, it's a Friday, Saturday show. But they do a really nice Thursday evening event for uh, weekend pass holders and vendors, which we'll get to in a moment, which brought me in earlier. Then Thursday, because I was invited to play golf, um, which we mentioned before with my friends at Kenro, Carrie, and To be Neil. honest,
0: Brett, you wrecked it, didn't you? you crushed I crushed it. kind
1: of did. You crushed it. I didn't, was you, shocked. Yeah, baby. I was shocked. You crushed it. Did you win? I was, uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, there was no, ho, ho,
0: here he goes. Come on. Cat's I mean, out of the bag.
1: I mean, there was no real competition. I mean, I mean, I mean Suck that it, in both the, the good way and the bad way. Like, yeah. <laughs> number one, we weren't competing for anything, and number two, Carrie and Neil, no competition. Let for me this tell you, Brad, right here, Let me two tell thumbs you pointing at this guy.
0: That's BS. No one, everyone's competing. Everyone's competing when they think they're going to do well, and then when you come in and you start driving it five thousand yards down the fairway, no one's competing anymore. Now it's Brad's time. I don't know if you know, but this is the Brad Dowdy. Come on, <laughs> get out of here.
1: So golf's a cool sport in that you basically compete with yourself, right? Sure, yeah. you can com- you can compete with other people, but you're really, it's like, hey, what am I going to do here? And from not having played in two years, uh, but in the past being a very good golfer, I had no clue like what my expectations were very low, and I far in a way exceeded how I hit the ball, like my expectations. I, I think, was Just <laughs> for new I listeners, thrilled.
0: it is worth yeah. noting. And in, in a previous life, Brad was a golf pro, which means mm-hmm. like you, I assume played in competitions, but you also, you, you were stationed at a golf range, right? And you were the store yeah, well, like a club, pro, yeah, club, yeah. That's yeah. It, sorry. And you were the store, you, know, you gave lessons, advice, all, yes. all that kind of stuff. Like you, you were a serious, like- It was my job for player. like about,
1: yeah. yeah, for like about four years, it was yep. my job. So my job was to, you know, play golf and work in golf and- my golf game was very good at the time and uh, so is. I had I had I had good muscle memory like I was I was shocked so I hit I hit a lot of fairways hit a lot of straight shots hit a lot of long shots and uh, that was quite the surprise so uh, yeah I was very very happy with how I played I had a real good time with Carrie and Neil and shout out to Vanessa Langton who also rode along with us shot some video we have a bunch of stuff on Instagram either in my feed or Vanessa's feed, which I'll make sure to get a link for the show notes. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we just had a good time. I mean, those are great people. Some people I've known for years and years and years that I always have fun with. So getting out on the golf course, getting to do something I never do at a pin show is just kind of take an escape from the show, either before or after or during the show. Uh, it was pretty cool. So I, I, I enjoyed that very much. I so.
0: just cannot wait until i guess some some point next year that i can mm-hmm. witness this majesty in person.
1: Yeah. We're going to do it. Yeah. We are definitely going to do it. So, yeah, i was thrilled honestly with how i played. I'm still like in shock cuz like it should not have been it should not have gone that well and it and it did. So, it was fun. So, golf is over and we got back to the hotel pretty late afternoon ish, like 4:30. And one of the things that I wanted to shout out the Orlando Penn Show is for actually putting on an official event Thursday evening. Now, I Mm -hmm. think other shows do something similar, you know, have like a pizza party for, you know, um, Mm -hmm. vendors, you know, uh, weekend pass holders, things like that, and have like trading hours like Chicago, I know, specifically does this as well. But I've never seen something as well attended and as organized as the event held on Thursday night at Orlando. And that's like a recurring theme with uh, what Joe Cortner, the showrunner, does. Um, he really, really dials in everything and it runs so smoothly. So from three to six was like a trader and just hang out for vendors and weekend pass holders. Then from uh, six to seven or seven to eight, there was a pizza party. Um, sponsored like by Pilot, and then a bunch of giveaways. So, I mean, Joe must have given away like fifty pens throughout the weekend. It was unbelievable the amount of giveaways and promotion he does. Um, and that requires a lot of buy-in from a lot of the vendors too, who are um asked to donate goods and specifically make things, which we'll we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, so just shout out to Joe for running an exceptionally smooth show. It it just goes really well from the jump, and like usually Thursday—I won't say Thursday nights—are an afterthought, and you know you don't expect many people. But it's just kind of nice to have like this option for people who are coming in for you know a two-day show or a three-day show to have something to do uh, Thursday night, right? Yeah, especially the vendors, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's great At, at, at a minimum for your vendors that have to be up early. Friday morning to set up. It, it's nice to have something because they're already going to be there and um, they can all get together and hang out. So it was fun. It was uh, really, really enjoyable. So uh, that brings us into Friday. And I wanted to shout out another thing that Joe did that I haven't seen at another pen show. He had um, a maker pen competition that ran all day Friday and all day Saturday where he had 11 different makers, I think it was, all donated a pen, all created a pen these are all you know uh fountain pen makers that are designing creating something unique you know it's not just something from their inventory and the idea was to support uh, a, a charity called reef relief which uh helps uh restore the reefs down in the florida keys so it's a great mm. opportunity to support you know, a great charity, and all of these maker individual makers spent a lot of time and effort making a pin that they put into this competition, then you would buy raffle tickets uh, for these to be able to vote on these pins, right? So, like, for example, you could buy three raffle tickets for $10, and then for each pin, you could put in however many raffle tickets you wanted to try to win that pin later in the day, but that also served as a voting proxy to see who's who had the favorite pin of the maker. So like a maker would win like the competition because it had the most votes and then someone would actually win the pin from their raffle ticket in the drawing. So it was a really neat thing to do. It ran. So we did uh, like five of the pins on Friday and then six of the pins on Saturday. Right. So you didn't have to be there all day or all weekend to, to participate. So you could, there was a separate vote on Friday, separate vote on Saturday. I thought it was really cool. I shared some images of that. Those images are all over uh, social media you can probably look at the orlando Pin show 2023 hashtag on instagram something like that there was some really cool stuff i was like if that wasn't in the competition i would totally buy that pin type of stuff right there was some really really cool stuff and uh, i thought the makers did an exceptional job and was cool to have so um that was neat i also wanted to um make a comment on the show space which last year we were in the same hotel but we were like on the second floor in two smaller ballrooms. Yeah. um, Very small, smaller spaces. And they were really like pretty close to each other, but you had to cross like a little hallway to get from one room to the other. This year was one singular large room, which I think always works super well for a show. The flow worked good. These, there was enough space in there for the aisles to not be overly crowded. There was enough space between the tables and something you don't always see it this space is unique in that it kind of had its own foyer area. So out in that area, before you actually got to the show floor proper, there was like, you know, the big, like six and eight foot round tables out there for people to just come and hang out, like take a break between the shows, share their pens, look at stationery, uh, do some ink testing, things like that. There was like, I don't know, five of those tables sitting out there, like mm-hmm. in the, in the kind of in the show floor area, but not, on the show floor so it was kind of a cool um cool little feature that was just kind of like the luck of this space allowed for so i thought that was really nice um so yeah like i think the the space was good um, there was a good vendor representation last year. This was a makers heavy show. And I think this the same this year, which is like played into right into Joe's hands doing this makers competition, but you had your big retailers, uh, as well, like drum goals, Feddler, Feddler's pens. You know, you had your distributors like Kenro industry and pilot, and you had all kinds of makers and then all kinds of vintage dealers. So it was a great mix. You had a lot of locals, a lot of people that I would only see at this show, either local artists or local pen makers that may not travel to some of the other shows. So it's really, really cool. Like I, this is a good vibe show, right? It's not, it's never going to be the biggest or the most attended or the most vendors. And I don't think we want that like every week, right? Like I'm, I'm good with having like the big pen shows and I'm good with having the smaller, cozier pen shows. And that's exactly what I think Orlando is in my mind, more, more in the like Atlanta, Philadelphia, Baltimore type of range of shows. And that is something I personally love.
0: Is there anything else that you wanted to say about the show specifically before we talk about some of the stuff that you acquired?
1: No, I think uh, I think that's it. If I if I think of something, we'll talk about that uh, as we go. But uh, let's uh, let you uh, talk about one of our lovely sponsors here and then uh, we'll talk about some, uh, some of the stuff that came home with me.
0: This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that lets you build your brand and grow your business online. You can stand out from the crowd with a beautiful website, engage directly with your audience, and sell your products, services, and the content that you create. Squarespace has everything you need, all in one place. It is so easy to get started. You just choose one of their best-in-class website templates, which you can customize every single detail of with a reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. This is called Fluid Engine, and is Squarespace's next generation website design system? It allows you to unlock your creativity more easily than ever before. You can stretch your imagination, it's built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. If you want to set up a blog, it's very easy to do so, right? And this is how Brad runs the pen addict. It's how I've run uh, sites in the past with like Squarespace blogs. Um, it's very simple to do that. They have all of the tools that you'll want for uh, publishing your content, scheduling your content. They also have something called the asset library now, which allows allows you to upload organize and access all of your content from one place so you don't need to scramble to find the right stuff all of your files can be managed from one central hub and you can use them across the entire squarespace platform you can even have that online store whether you sell physical or digital goods Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online this is like they have analytics as well so you'll know where your ch- uh, your, your customers are coming from and what products are most popular they have flexible payment options you can do PayPal Apple pay credit cards and And uh, buy now, pay later services like Afterpay and Clearpay. It really is the full package, no matter what type of website you're looking to make. Go and check it out for yourself right now at squarespace.com slash penaddict. You can sign up for a free trial there. Then when you're ready to launch, use the code penaddict to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain at squarespace.com penaddict. One last time, that is squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict when you decide to sign up to use the uh, to get, I should say, 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of the Penaddict and Relay FM.
1: I bought a magic wand, Mike.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: (laughs) A magic fountain pen wand. Um, So this was a benefit of that Thursday night event that I was speaking about. So several of the vendors had set up just, you know, random tables. We used what would end up being the classroom uh, for events during the show, Friday and Saturday, the Thursday night before. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of vendors set up their goods, you know, just like a partial amount of goods, like it's small tables and things like that. So I got a good look at some things, uh, ahead of time. And one of them was this fountain pen wand from a maker named, uh, Wyatt Carlisle. And, um, it's literally like a full sized, I don't know, probably 18 inch long wand, uh you know you know for your magic right like we all we all do that you know i haven't turned my dog into a cat yet or anything like that but you know it's 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 magical and um you unscrew the end of the wand and there is a fountain pen nib in it and it's a cartridge converter fountain pen i was like omg i'm gonna end up with one of these aren't i and uh i i texted uh sarah who writes for the pen addict uh given uh her preferences i thought she might be like way into this and she basically said the same thing that i did so i bought one and uh it's really cool i'm gonna send it her and we're gonna review this on the blog um also uh with wyatt uh was nikki nikki harris and she makes like resin pores, like skulls and like octopus and different things like that so basically like desk accessories like paperweights things like that so of course <laughs> i of course bought some of that too so like my first purchases were a wand a skull and two octopuses so there you go that's how my orlando pen show pretty, kicked off
0: pretty average pretty average year (laughs) then
1: pretty normal the normal the normal show so um and then i wanted to uh see abigail markov and their third house inks which i bought all of i tested them out on stream yesterday so i'm going to be playing around with those um you know i get like this is a very like I, I so far I was like local person, local person, local person. And guess what? Another local person, Bellow Leathers. Like this is why I like to go to shows in different parts of the country and see different people and find different local makers. Bellow Leathers. I bought these great um pin holders. Like this a two slot pin holder and the way that they design the the holder is a really cool kind of uh f- I don't know, shaped or formed leather uh, towards like this curve curve piece over this base piece. And it just sits in there nicely and they have really good colors. Like I bought a teal and like a turquoise blue. I'm really happy with that. It's really cool. Um, Then we got into the pens, Mike. I only bought two pens at this show, which is maybe the fewest pens I've ever bought at a pen show. And my only two pens came from Maverick Pens. So I got to meet john and abby lewis for the first time at this show new newer makers uh this might have been their first pin show i'm thinking um and they brought the goods there they brought like a couple tables full where the pins i really love um you know their display so abby makes all the materials she makes all the blanks john is the pen turner so this is an all in the family type of situation And they did a really good job with a lot of these pins. And one of the things that they did, which I haven't seen uh, before, is making pin blanks essentially out of the waste of other pin blanks when they're getting made, right? So if you're familiar with how maker pins get made, you have basically a rod of material. Then that rod gets cut down to size to make a pin. Well, there's, you know, like one inch or two inch you know, ends of these blanks that even after making like the section or the cap, like each, each rod has different parts that get made. There's still like little pieces left. So what they did was took all these pieces, these spare pieces and made rods out of those. And talking with Abby, like it's a crazy complicated process to make what they call their stratified pins. Mm -hmm. But the end result is so cool, but they basically have to get these discs You know, you know, glue them. I don't know the exact materials that are that are making them stick together, but they're essentially making a new rod from the excess of these other rods, getting them all to stick together, form them into a new pin rod and then making a pin from that. Like they say she I think she was saying it takes them about a month to make these rods um for these stratified pens, so i had to end up with one of these mike like i i was totally into this um what do you think about this like is that a pen style you would like like to me it was i was like all about it or would you just go for like a more traditionally poured acrylic it looks pretty big mm-hmm. some of them are longer than the other ones mine's a pretty standard size and shape
0: okay so, I mean, yeah,
1: I would say it's a very normal size pen, the one that I chose, but you could get a bigger one.
0: Okay, so that might just be the... Mm-hmm. Do, just is be the there imagery. a particular image of the one that you bought on this Instagram page? Uh, let's see. Or, like, similar uh, to the one that you bought? Mm,
1: <laughs> mm, here we go. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to send it, and I think it might be... My pen might be in this image okay. here. So I'm going to put this... Uh, right here. So other people can see it. And let me double check because I can match the layers here. I'm pretty sure. Let's see here. Yeah, mine is on the left. So yep. uh, they're holding three pins in this image. Yep. I picked the one on the, the one in the left is the one that I am currently using.
0: Yeah, I mean, the visual style of these, this is helpful because I was looking at uh, some, I, th- I I think I misunderstood what ones you were referring to. Because yep. on their page, they do have way more typical, like, poured acrylic. Yes. Um, and I saw a lot of these images in your refill newsletter of these ones. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like, it reminds me of Butcher Block. Yeah. It's like the Butcher a- Block of fountain pens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this style is, is really, really cool. Um, yeah. I would 100% buy one of these if I was at yep. a pen show. like Because it's so unique. I've never seen this before. Um, right. And so, yeah, I really like it a lot.
1: Yeah, they're really cool. Um, Given the difficulty and time it takes to make them, they're like twice as much as your standard acrylic pens, right? Just from the from the process that's involved like you're essentially paying for, for like the time and the extra work to make these pins so this one was like $400 where your standard acrylics were like you know 100 to I mean 100 like 175 to 225 type of stuff yeah. so yeah but that's why like that that was the one I bought and then I bought another one from them just a standard acrylic one just to uh, review and give away later so I really just I bought the Stratified for me then I bought the other pin to review and give away at a later date and that was literally all the pins that I bought so I, I mean I could have bought 10 more pens from all these makers, but Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, trying to manage myself. I, this was a very, um, accessory heavy, um, um, shopping experience. Like I bought three notebooks, which I rarely do, but, uh, pens had these notebooks by dominant industry, which they're an ink maker. And I didn't know that they had come up with a notebook design. And what was compelling about these is they have the Takasago paper in there. Which I was like, how do I, why do I recognize that name? And I believe this is the same bank paper that Yamamoto paper came up with. So I'm going to have to get some more details on like the sourcing of this paper. But once I realized what it was and my um, preference for bank paper, I bought one of each of these notebooks. They have a blank, a line, and a grid. So I can review one and give away a couple. Um, but if they're like the Takasago premium paper that I use right now, the bank paper from Yamamoto paper, and then they're just in this bound format, like I am way, way, way in on these. so I look forward to testing those out. I also bought a bag. Like I did several firsts at several firsts at this show, playing golf, buying a magic wand. And I also bought a bag at a pen show. So, um, so, um, Marty and Kimberly who help with Drom goals do most of the retro 51 stuff. Mm-hmm. Also bring the rickshaw stuff to uh pen shows in, in partnership with drum goals. And so they have like all the rickshaw cases and like all the retro 51s, but then they had a few of the larger bags. Um, you know, the not necessarily like the pen cases, but the bags that your pen cases could go in. So this bonsai bag, I had just brought like a little sling bag for, um, my pen show carry and i had already filled it up like the first day just walking around like it didn't hold very much and then they had these bags and then they had a purple one with like a lime green interior i was like fine like it's it was such a good bag at the right size at the right price so like that was ended up being my show bag and now it will probably be my permanent show bag right it's just going to go with me to all the pen shows because it's it's right size right I mean, like, it genuinely it's not too big. feels
0: like they made a bag for pen shows like yeah, it really does. I think that's what this is. Like, it even references, like,
1: as, <laughs> as such, right? Like, perfect yep. for pen rolls, notebooks, more.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's not too big or bulky like a big backpack or a messenger bag, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit smaller size. I don't know. That I don't have the leader size pulled up here, but I imagine it's probably, like, around 15-ish, maybe. Maybe a little bit smaller than that. So, um, it's a great size, great shoulder bag, and uh, cool colors, obviously. Um, so that was like the extent of my purchasing for the most part. And I did want to give a special shout out. And I think it was kind of like a very, um, very newsworthy item that was shared on Instagram and on social media throughout the weekend. My friend Sean at London Penco, his pins did not arrive to mm-hmm. Orlando. So, um, he comes from Canada to some of these shows in the U S he was at the DC pen show and I saw him there. And what he did was he just left his pens with, uh, Jonathan Brooks to ship to Orlando. So like he went home to Canada, his pins stayed in the U S Jonathan held the pens until it was time to send them to the show. So Jonathan sent them to, um, to the show and UPS managed to essentially lose them for about five days, which, you know, kind of screwed up, um, Sean's show he literally sat at his table with no pins for the that full weekend sucks. and it was a nightmare that really so, sucks and at by the end of the show like we were getting further away from resolution than closer. Right by the end of the end of the show, it was like, am I even gonna, am I ever gonna see these pins again? And it was like 120 pins, right? Like it was a lot. Mm. Um, but the pins did arrive on Monday at uh, the show promoter's house, where they should have been all along for delivery to the show. So. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to London Penco and Sean is going to run a virtual pen show uh, online to help re- recoup some of the uh, some of the uh, the travel and expenses. So I will be sure to promote that. Uh, you'll see a lot of us uh, jumping on that bandwagon when Sean is ready to roll and uh, see what we can do for him and uh, getting some of these pins sold that never arrived to the Orlando Pen show so uh, shout out to him for his his really positive attitude uh, throughout the weekend I know he had to be boiling on the inside uh, but he did a really great job on the outside uh, trying to have as good a time as possible while we all joked about uh, his demonstrator pins
0: <laughs> maybe he should have used one of those magic ones and like
1: that's right I mean come know? on I mean, we should have just got oh man what was I thinking we should have gone over there and had like a Little, uh, little, little magic time, and uh-huh. made, see if we can make some pins up here, over, over there at London Pinco. But uh, to no avail.
0: All right, is that it for this episode?
1: <laughs> I think we can wrap it here. I know we have a lot of Ask TPA to get to, but guess what? We have a full Ask TPA episode coming up for next week.
0: We sure do. And we have, as I expected, way more questions than we have time <laughs> to answer, which is great. Yes. You can always it's send awesome. in your questions at any time by going to penaddictfeedback.com. You can send in your questions and your follow-up there and we'll get to it in a future episode. You can go to penaddict.com to find what Brad is up to. He He's penaddict on social media. You can go to twitch.tv slash penaddict as well and you can see brad streaming three times a week um, i'm i mike i-m-y-k-e uh, you can find my products over at cortexbrand.com and please go to stjude.org slash relay where you can donate to our st jude campaign we'll be back on next week's episode thanks to enigma stationery and squarespace for the support of this show until then say goodbye brad goodbye brad